Hello, welcome back to Unseeded. For context, we've just recorded a 38-minute section of audio, but we didn't, so I didn't turn the microphone on. Um, let's just check that the microphone is on. It is on this time. Um, so we just got... We had a really good episode. It was the best episode that's ever been recorded. Like, genuinely, mm. you, you will not believe the analysis that we came out with. I know. But... We we were wowed, um, but yeah, uh, we're now going to do very much an abridged edition because we need sleep oh, yeah. because we're getting up in uh, about three and a half hours' time. Yeah, and we have another full day at tennis tomorrow. Given that we've already had a full day, like as full a day as you could have at Roland Garros. Yeah, so let's just ring through it. First of all, we started off on court 10. Yeah. That's after Dennis bought, or I bought for Dennis with his card, a very expensive hat. It's a nice hat, though, wasn't it? A great investment. Yeah. It saved my hair. Yeah. Um, But I still got burn on my arms. Yeah. Um, Well, unfortunately, you can't really buy a hat for your arms. No, no, you can't. Um, can't. Or you can, they're called sleeves. Um, Oh, yeah, but you're not going to do that in 30 degree heat. No. (laughs) Not big white. You just get some sunscreen. Um, Yeah. um, But, yeah, so uh, first match of the day um, was on court 10, which was Mira Andreva against Alison Risk Amritraj. So Alison Risk will... Yeah, obviously the first thing we noticed was the hilariously competitive warm-up. This was really bad, weird because we're just repeating everything that we've said before. We are, but we'll mix it up. We will mix it up. We, instead of starting with how relentless the warm-up was, which was a very relentless warm-up. Yeah, and it was exactly how we yeah. do our warm-ups. Um, and also, Mira Andreva was unstoppable for the first three games, literally won every point bar one. But what we didn't mention in the other one, so we will do it now, is we only went there because we want to be Alison Risk's bad luck chart because we've seen her lose last year. We, we, we saw her get dicked by Iga Swiatek, Yeah. And now we've seen her get dicked by... Um, Mira Andreva. Yeah. So um, a person half her age. Every, every time we 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 want Alison Rest to see her to see us in the stands at Roland Garros and just see red and charge. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> to grab the ball and just serve it full force at our head. Yeah, um, and no, then default. Yeah, and lose the next year. So Mira Draper. I mean, this is something we didn't mention on the part, but something that I said when we were walking home, which I was just like. I've, it gave me similar feelings to when we saw Alcaraz last year at Roland Garros, which is like, how is this person this good at tennis? Yeah. Like, she could just, like, Alison Risk would, like, leather the ball as much as she could. Yeah. And Mira Andreeva's just sort of strolling up to it, like, oh, is that hard? What, what you've got. Is that... This this first round French Ocean is a doddle. Yeah. And then just put her away quite easily. Yeah. Any confidence she came onto court with was thoroughly wiped out after about eight minutes. Yeah. Um and she set up a great game against Diane Parry next, which will be a good test where she's not gonna have the crowd on her side. Yeah. But big hitter against the one handed backhand. Who knows what can happen? I don't know what I'm gonna if I if I manage to get to it on Thursday if it's on an open court. Yeah. I will. I don't know what side I'm going to be on because because it's like I've I've picked Mira Andreeva in the predictions, mm. um, but then I'm 
an absolute sucker for a one-handed backhand. So yeah, uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, so moving on. Moving on, Jabir B. Bronzetti, as we said on the previous recording. It was a fairly standard Chatrier early round game. Yeah. Shabur took her apart. Uh, didn't really have to get out of second gear for most of what she'd done, apart from her drop shots, which were absolutely unreal. One thing I didn't ask, but I put down as a question, is the jumping backhand drop shot the best shot in tennis? Yeah, I mean, it was... Not something you see very often. How is it possible? Is, uh, yeah. Um, so I'd love to sit down and ask her, like, how do you do that? Yeah, how do you learn how to do that? And she did it again after you left as well. Oh. So she did do it twice, which was quite impressive. But I want to know the drop shot stats of that game because she must have got at least 15 drop shot winners against Bronzetti who gave up running for them at the centre because she just knew that they were too good. Mm. They were just, none of them were like, they'd just die as soon as they got there. I don't know how she did. Yeah. She even managed Well, to, I think I think drop. she was using the wind in her favour, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But she even managed a drop shot, passing shot, I, which I don't really know because obviously they're both at the net and she still decides to drop shot right in front of Bronzetti, straight at her, maybe slightly to her left foot and... She just couldn't move her feet fast enough to react to it. Wasn't a full party shot. But... There, there needs to somehow develop a competition to find out who has a better drop shot, Alcaraz or Jabir. Yeah, um, that would that'd be a good test. Um, but yeah, Jabir through to the next round, and I expect to have to go deep. Yeah. So following Jabir Bronzetti was uh, Daniel Medvedev against Tiago. Yeah, save off wild. Yeah, um, from Brazil. I mean, it was an unbelievable match. Um, yeah, Daniel Medvedev was double faulting for days. Yeah, um, but that doesn't take anything away from uh, the Brazilian with the biggest forehand that I've seen in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fastest server to Devon Chatrier, hundred and seventy second rank, like you said before, and. Klaverdev has been beaten. Yeah. Did get 14 aces, but wiped that out with 16 double faults. Yeah. Very big problem. Don't really know how he's managed to do that many, especially when he's on three on one game. Like, almost unheard of for, for a top player. Yeah. To that, fall apart that's like, like Arena Sabalenka in Australia last year levels. Yeah. Um, and it was he was hitting... He, he nearly hit Thiago's foot on one of them, which is like when I'm just annoyed at you and yeah. just decide I'm going to stick with the body shot but go for the body. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a way to win a point because if you if you serve it at the person, hit them, yeah. that's a point to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the... Um, yeah, and as we said, I think the most impressive thing about um, Tiago was uh, apart from when he was closing out set two. Yeah. He had, he dealt with the pressure moments well, which is not something you normally see in these sorts of matches. Yeah, 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 that different level of play. Yeah, because yeah, realistically, uh, we don't haven't checked it, but I'm fairly certain it's his first top thirty-two victory, let alone top ten victory, and uh, he proved his worth. He's younger than us. He's 
2001, believe it or not, he was born. Jesus Christ, we're old. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's getting annoying when I see them. Yeah. Um, but no more so than Mira Andreva because she was eight years younger yeah. than us. Um, but no, hopefully he does well. We'll see how he follows in the tournament and maybe one for you on Thursday if if he's got an interesting tie and he's got an open court. Yeah. We might be able to dabble in maybe. that one. Um, moving on, Sviantek Busker. I didn't see much of this, so yeah. just... Sviantek, a bit uh, apprehensive at first. You you saw the she start. She did of seem it. a bit flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you said at the start next to me she was a bit distracted. You know, I can agree with that. I don't know why, but she was there. Two breaks in the first five games on her serve was like for for Siontek, like very rare at the French Open. Um, but then second set just got into full stride and took her part. Busker, who is a decent clay court player. It's just um, a decent player anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is, you know, she's young as well and will tweet. 25. Is she 25? I, I thought, thought she was younger than that, yeah. I thought she was 23. Um, but, yeah, I still think she she can... She will be a seeded player one day. I'll, I'll, I'll put that as a prediction. She's not that far off. Yeah, your predictions are so well. Yeah, no, I think I've done quite well. I'd be better. I'd put Medvedev in my final. Who, yeah. who saw Tiago Sabov Wild coming along though? To be honest, yeah, I did say it yesterday on, <laughs> on the on the podcast. I said he's the sort of person that we've never heard of and will go do something, and then he's uh, and one of my predictions have come off. Yeah, that must be a nice feeling for you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I called Paolini. Yeah, another one, um, and no, I just um, and I called a five setter between Gail Monfils. And to be fair, I said it was it, it would either be a really quick match where Monfils gets taken apart, or it will be a a long five setter. Yeah, um, and I stuck to the five setters. I'm calling it okay. Um, but then before we get onto that one, we'll talk about the two that you uh, yeah. dabbled in and out. So I I raced over to Simone Mathieu, yeah. um, and I actually caught the end of Holger Rune against Chris Eubanks. But I'm not going to mention that because when I say I caught the end, I literally saw the last game. Um, so I don't, I can't really talk about the match. Yeah. I it was quite interesting because uh, at one point the crowd cheered for something that Holger Rune did, and a woman was behind me in the queue saying, "Is speaking in English?" Was like, "I can't believe that they're." Chanting for Holger Rune, what a disgrace! <laughs> right, um, which is quite amazing. why would that be a disgrace? Uh, she clearly doesn't like Holger Rune, right? Um, but yeah, uh, so but I was heading over there anyway to see uh, uh Andrescu against Azarenka, um, which was I think on paper was the matchup of round one, yeah. At first, I was like, this is really underwhelming because. Andrescu was a set and a breakdown. She was a set and three one down. Yeah, but yeah, no, it it really like Andrescu found what she was doing, and started playing really well. Got back into it. Like it wasn't an effortless getting back into the match. Like she had to really fight for it. Yeah, she was hitting some good clean winners at times, um, and it's just the variation that Andrescu offers as well. Yeah. Um, Do you think she's got enough to go far? I think she could. 
Um, I've not checked really has uh, no because she is she's on a I think she is on a collision course with um I think now maybe she now that Krachikova's gone because she she was I think she was going to meet Krachikova in the third round. So it's Sviantek so in the fourth. In the fourth. Um, but I mean, given what happened to her, um, and she didn't have much of a clay court season, I think if she goes out to Sviantek in the fourth, that's acceptable. Yeah, you know, like, second week and. But yeah, she's like she she was really impressive today to obviously come back from that situation. Amusing things happened in that match. Um, Azarenka questioning the validity of line judges. There was Andrescu winning um, or believing that she'd won the second set only for the, uh, the, the, the decision to come about five minutes later. Yeah. This was like VAR review levels of uh, yeah. decision-making time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then, uh, oh, then there was Andrescu falling over, which was worrying at first, but then was actually quite good because she just she was talking to the umpire and you're like you're worried at that point because you can't hear the conversation and yes. you're like oh is she injured does she need the trainer does she need a medical timeout and it's like no she just needs someone to um get the clay off her back so the umpire then comes down from his chair yeah um so that was quite funny and gives us a good transition where we had uh on the last day Monfils versus... the month. Yeah, Monfils versus Sebastian Baez, where I had the problem solved, where I could actually hear what was going on on the court because I had such a good seat. Um, so I did know that... Um, uh, well, I luckily I had an American sitting next to me who seemed to understand Spanish, and luckily I had Baez's coach sitting right behind me, shouting, hit it to his forehand at least 17 times or at least that's what why would told. you hit it to Monfils's forehand i don't know that was that was what he was telling him to do um off of the first serve so if he was able to return the first over return it on to Monfils's forehand side i don't know why he was uh he was telling him to do that why would you hit it to what was clearly Monfils's strongest shot yeah i don't know mm. i don't know that's that's what he was uh well, that's at least what I was told he was shouting. And to be fair, when the American told me that, that was sitting next to me, um, he he then proceeded to hit it to Monfils' forehand. So I can only believe that he no, had the no, general... No, no, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not questioning what the American said. I'm questioning the advice that was given to the player. Uh, yeah, I mean, but um, it, it did work for the most part um, up until about the fourth set. Yeah. Uh, well, the, th- the fifth the, set. The fifth set when um, the French crowd got behind Monfils. And what we were saying on this podcast that we'd already recorded was I can't still can't believe that I did that. Um, uh, was the atmosphere was immense. It was. It's going to be one of those moments that like lives with you. Yeah. The, the moment that there's a changeover and the the entirety of Chatrier is singing La Marseillaise. Yeah, it's a like. I was I was up in the the cheap seats. The, the I was the man of the people. Yeah, and I was like fully wrapped up in the atmosphere. I know, I know. I know you were sat there with your arms crossed, like I don't want to engage with any of this. I know. I was um, enjoying. I wanted Bias to win. Yeah. Um. I was mainly had my arms crossed because I was worried about altitude sickness for yourself. 
um, uh, or you know, because you're up there in the nosebleed seats. I um, was I was having the time of my life. Yeah, luckily it's not London Stadium, and you know, <laughs> need the binoculars. But you were roughly up there. Um, I was having the time of my life with with all the French fans. Yeah, like just getting involved in everything. I was up on my feet after every point that Monfils won. Shouting Ale Gale. Yeah. No, it was it was an unbelievable atmosphere. And you know, bar Monfils only playing well in spurts, I would have said the stadium was bouncing. Yeah. Because you could have probably heard that for at least a mile away. Yeah. Um the rendition or the two renditions of Le Mossier and and any time that Baez was about to serve, just like relentless support which which Monfils was just drinking in and riling up the crowd, in fact, to yeah. carry on if despite whoever the the umpire was. The, the, he's James one of the, yeah, the, umpire, yeah. the one of the more famous ones, trying to no avail uh, to stop. Uh, well, but I, I couldn't tell exactly what... Um, I think a lot of the people around me were criticising the umpire's French. Who is it? Okay. Yeah. In pronunciation. Yeah. So I don't think that helped. Yeah. Probably not. Um, but you know, I think he's still a good umpire. I think. I think he's one of the better umpires, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did handle it quite well, and and he made a couple of decisions at pinnacle times, which you know clearly got the fans riled up. But he still made them. Anything's gonna rile up a French crowd. Yeah, yeah. French players. But yeah, no, it was it was a uh, it was and Baez with his four changeover of shoes mid game. I don't know if you could. Uh, yeah, no, it, that was bizarre. Yeah, I just saw these packages coming, and uh, I was just having a conversation. Why would you change? Because clay court is not really one where shoes really need to be. It's not like sweat, a hard court where yeah, but it's do with sweat. I think it was. I couldn't tell, but I don't because he changed it about four times. I don't think they got four new sets of shoes. I think it was genuinely the coach was cleaning them and then he'd hand them back a cleaner mm. pair. I think that's what it was happening. I, I just can't imagine he's worn them out or something like that. That's bizarre. Um, but fair play, Monfils. Hopefully he can carry on and he will definitely have the fans behind him wherever he plays next. Yeah. Um, because he put on a show like he always does. And yeah, the French are going to be a threat in this tournament whoever they're playing I'm, I'm just glad to have seen that because yeah I mean seeing Songa last year seeing that match yeah and then to be on court for a similar experience yeah on Chatria makes the trip worth it. it it does make the trip worth it um but yeah we're going to experience something similar tomorrow so here's our tidy link to go to our um Preview. So, yeah, I'm once again going to be all over the place. Although I do have a ticket for long, then I'm going to be all over the place because I'm going to start off the day seeing Camilla Osorio. Um, yeah, and that is whilst uh, pass is starting on Longclair. Um, yeah. so I'll probably go Osorio first, then pass then it's Kasakina against Marketa Vondrasova. Yeah. Then we have Arena Sabalenka, but then I'll disappear off to go and see Zhang Chinwen, the um, French Open finalist this year. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, we have Nori Pui, 
which would be on Long Glen. Yeah. An experience. Yeah. But a, a divided experience for me, because yeah. as much as I want to get back involved with what I experienced tonight. Yeah. I mean, I am a Brit. At the end you have of the to day. support the last Brit. And I'll be yeah. honest, I would probably have the same um, uh, feelings if it was Clara Burel versus Ipek Oz. Yeah. Um, who I can probably, without checking, say that this is her first um, ever mention on any tennis podcast. Um, so, unseeded, our first everything. Nowadays, um, we broke the Pagula um, news yesterday. Yeah, I've not seen that reported anywhere else, so maybe people need to start listening. Yeah, um, but yeah, and tomorrow I will vouch. Also, after Nori Pui or during Nori Pui, I will be disappearing off to go see Fernandez Towson. Yeah, um, a rematch of the 2019. Uh, Junior Girls Australian Open final, um, yeah. which Towson won. Towson won. Um, um, and I will do as I have done today and try and be on Susan Longland as much as possible. I every might single point. Every point, like I was on Fashatrier today. Um, but uh, I will possibly go and go sit on another court as well. Like I've done for all the other days as well, just to have another experience of another court as well. Sure, the outside courts are genuinely such a vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mean, it's nice being up close and actually being able to, like, see the facial expressions of the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's even better to do that on Chatrier. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. You might get to experience that at some point. Yeah. No. Uh, but no, we're looking forward to tomorrow and we will be back tomorrow at recording at an earlier time. Yes. Um, 3 a.m. And we'll actually record it next time, which will be good. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, yes. Thank you for listening to this abridged episode of Unseeded. Yeah. Um, we had a really really good podcast didn't we yeah one of the the greats one of the all time greats but unfortunately um, your boy didn't turn on the microphone and yeah so thank you for listening remember to um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram where we are Unseeded Pod and also rate, review and subscribe to us on any podcast platform you are listening to us on also, just a, a brief sort of end of thing. On our Instagram page, I have found the uh, carrot video that I spoke about in the last episode. Yeah. So if you want to go to the Instagram page, you can see the moment at which I get... Uh, bombarded. Bombarded by Italian carrots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening and goodbye.